everybody, this is Topa from Operation Tube Top, and welcome to another episode. Uh, it is actually Tuesday night, and this will be coming out on Thursday, so who knows what will happen between now and then. As always, it's a bit of an adventure. So, uh, today's actually a really big day for Austria. Gay marriage has finally been made legal. This is a, a big deal, and I think... I'm excited uh, because this is something that has had to have happened for a long time. This is something that's been uh, what really has bothered me a lot about um, Austria is that this is not legal. I will never forget when I was about five years old and I was in kindergarten and a girl came up to me and she said, did you know that girls and girls and guys and guys are getting married these days? And I remember thinking, that's amazing. <laughs> Two white dresses. I'm all over that. I thought that was amazing. And I obviously didn't understand what she was talking about. Uh, but to me, to not give people equal rights, it's a human rights issue. This is something that is, I love this word, selbstverständlich. Of course, everybody should be able to marry anybody they want to, as long as they're both consenting adults. Um, it's really, it's outrageous to think that it's taking this long. It's 2017. And uh, I think I have certain triggers in my life. And one of the biggest ones is uh, anything to do with bigotry, homophobia, anti-Semitism, anti-Islam, um, anti-anything anti of another human, I think is probably um, a big trigger for me. And so having a child uh, who still deals with a lot of prejudice for me to not be pro everybody would be very hypocritical. So this is great news. The very exciting thing is that city hall actually unfurled, um, the rainbow flags today. And I think that's a really big sign. We are going to be entering a different regime uh, in the new year, which, uh, has a lot of people worried. And uh, I hope that this is kind of a little shining light uh, to get us through what may be kind of darkish times. So I'm just excited. I think that this is wonderful. And uh, I better be invited to everybody's wedding because I love weddings. I better, better be invited. I, I give good gift. <laughs> and I'm fun at weddings. So that's really fantastic news. Uh, thank you, Austria. Thank you for being in the news for something really positive. Uh, uh, yesterday, so I guess Monday, a couple days ago, after you listened to this podcast, um, I posted an interview with the author, Johnny Morgan. I have to apologize for the sound. The sound wasn't great. I won't be doing it in the bar again. It just was a little bit, there was too much noise going on and it was hard with the microphone. So, um, 
I will probably be doing another interview with Johnny in a few months, and I'm sure we will be talking more about football. But it was a great interview, and for the people who could hear it properly, thank you for listening, and thanks for the great feedback. Uh, Johnny's a great guy, and uh, he has, his wife wrote me today, and she's like, I did not fall asleep during this one. <laughs> so that's that's good news. Um, what else is new? So, uh yeah, I, I last podcast that it was just me. I talked about last week. I talked about my Christmas challenges. So I've already completed a few of them. I do promise to blog with my list. Uh, I was supposed to do it over this weekend, but I decided not to. <laughs> I decided to be a little bit lazy. Um, so what have I done so far? So set up the tree on Saturday. And the whole idea of that challenge was, what did I write? Let me just check my paper. So decorate tree and not fight with the husband. He just can't get the lights right. So I decided uh, that I was going to be proactive. So I wasn't going to be pushy. Uh, but the amazing thing is I had to go somewhere on Saturday morning, which I'll talk about a little bit later. And when I came back, he had actually taken all the boxes down. He had taken out the Christmas tree box without my prompting. So that was, a, we were off to a really good start. And then he's, you know, we set up the tree and I was like, you know what? Um, you would be a huge help if you could just, uh, make sure the lights are untangled and I will quickly go to the shop and get some groceries. And I came back and yes, he had untangled the lights. He had untangled them throughout the apartment and had plugged them in. So it pretty much was just almost like a Disney set, um, just hundreds of yards of lights throughout the apartment. So yes, he did untangle them. No, that wasn't incredibly helpful. Helpful. Um, but then I was like, you know what, I will put these on the tree. And I hate doing this, but I was like, it's better for me just to do it and not bitch. So, you know, I'm going to be an adult. I'm just going to do it and set them up. And then the next part was to put the garland on, which is just kind of that chintzy uh, silver stuff that we have which just adds a little uh, sparkle and then I said okay uh, the next step is we're going to put in the put on the generic Christmas balls I know for a lot of people this sounds like I'm a control freak I'm actually not much of one but I like the way that things are I just like I like my tree a certain way I used to have tinsel on the tree I gave up the tinsel uh, probably because um, well the husband never liked the tinsel and also now, probably the kid would try to eat it, so uh, no more tinsel. I like the retro feel of tinsel, but that's gone. And so I said to him, now we'll put on the generic silver balls, so that went really well. And then we have this thing where we each have bought decorations over the years, so we every year go to Christmas market, we each choose one. So the majority of them are beautiful ones that have a special meaning to us, and then, of course, when the kid was born, we would buy one for him as well. And since he's not so interested in, in ornaments at all, we every year still choose one for him. So most of them are gorgeous. The husband's had a little bit of a different view on certain ornaments on certain years. So um, some of them I don't like so much. And I saw that he'd taken out one and it's like these woolly people sitting on cinnamon sticks. I don't know what he was thinking if he'd had too much glue vine. I hate this ornament and it's huge and he was going towards a very prominent place on the tree to hang it and I was like um yeah if you think that's a good spot I mean it's a heavy ornament maybe lower would be better and he was like no I think I think this is a good spot and I was like oh okay if you're happy with it there 
And I just realized, you know, instead of fighting over something so minimal, once he goes to sleep, I can move it. He won't know. It's fine. Um, that's called being an adult in my book. <laughs> so actually, it went really well. Uh, the tree looks great. The kid's kind of interested in it. I mean, he does like the tree. He does get excited, but he kind of touches it and then runs away. And actually, on Sunday when I was in the kitchen, I heard some glass breaking. And I thought, oh, crap, he's broken one of the beautiful ornaments. Walked in to the living room. He was about four feet away, looking incredibly guilty. And on the ground was actually one of the cheap ornaments, one of the balls broken. And uh, it was kind of adorable because he knew it, he kind of fucked up. Uh, <laughs> so I had to be like, I'm sorry, kiddo. I'm going to have to bring out the vacuum cleaner, your arch nemesis. And he wasn't too happy about that. But I think, you know, it was a good kind of like correlation of you break shit. I bring out the thing you hate the vacuum cleaner. So, um, we're all growing anyway. So the tree was up and it, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with it and we didn't fight. So that's uh, good news. So that one challenge down, the other challenge, what I wanted to do was to, uh, what's it called? Uh, create a centerpiece. So I've created a centerpiece and I'm still not sure if I'm happy with it. I'm looking at it every day and I'm like, it's missing something. I don't know if it needs like more floof, if it needs more bedazzle or if it's too much. So that's something I'm still kind of mulling over and, uh, it'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get there. I just have to kind of go through my process of beautiful minding it. I've got to kind of go through and figure out different things and then it'll happen and then I'll be in love with it. Um, Sunday, Oh, sorry, back to Saturday. So when I was gone for a couple hours, when the husband uh, thoughtfully took down the decorations from the closet, I had an interview with a woman who started a podcast, and she has a blog that's quite well known here called American in Vienna. So we met at Cafe Jelinek, which is the coziest little cafe in the world. Never really been there before, so that was nice to see. We talked for about an hour and a bit, and she interviewed me on her podcast about um, Autism in Vienna, Beacon Beach House, so it was really good to kind of um, talk about that, get the word out, and I don't think I swore, so that was really, a, you know, that was an achievement for me. I had my professional been talking to Oprah voice. Um, sorry, let me just take a quick sip of wine. Hello, Tuesday. So uh, that was a lot of fun, and then we did the tree decorating, then we put the kid to bed. It was just a very chill Saturday, which was very much needed. On Sunday, woke up. Kid actually slept until 8, which was wonderful. And then I decided to go for a run, and I actually went for a 7K run, which was quite tough, but absolutely amazing. It was freezing. There, it was snowing, and I was like, oh, I'm so hardcore. Uh, I think I run really slowly, so maybe it wasn't a 7K. Maybe it was like a 2K, but I did it. I ran for a good 45 minutes, and it, it really did feel amazing once I thawed. And then I decided to kind of do my other, another Christmas challenge, which was to bake cookies. So originally the idea was to make typical American prepackaged kind of cookies, like a cake mix, mix it up with some eggs and vegetable oil. And then I was going to tackle what's called vanilla kipfel. And these are, you know, really difficult Austrian. Oh, I don't know if they're difficult, but they're, it involves actual ingredients, more than three uh, being mixed together. And then I think you're supposed to chill stuff. It just seems really complicated. I decided not to do that because I was like, I don't want to hate, hate my day. So I made some lemon cookies and they turned out really amazing, even though I didn't follow instructions. So 
that was great. And then uh, I made some brownies and I, with a glaze on top and sprinkles. It was really fun. And I listened to Christmas music and I was like, oh, I am domestic goddess. Um, the kid had a brownie and then he bounced off the walls for a good two hours. And then I hid those. I ended up bringing them to work today and uh, they were a big hit. And we have this one woman who works on our floor and she had eaten one of the lemon cookies and she sent me uh, an email and she's like, can you send me the recipe? And I was like, yeah, you just get the box stuff downstairs, um, the box lemon cake and you mix it with the ingredients and, and you throw it in. And she was like, oh, well, in the future, you should tell people that's a secret. She's French, so she can say that to me, um, but they were delicious. So it worked out well in the afternoon. Uh, I met up with a friend uh, for, we usually, we can't, when we can, we meet up for a glass of wine on a Sunday afternoon, which is really lovely, and uh, we chatted, and then I got back home, and we ordered pizza, because Sunday nights are now our pizza nights, uh, which is better, because I was having, you know, three nights a week pizza, so now it's just once a week. Also, then I made the mistake of going on Facebook, and suddenly I got involved um, in an internet argument. And I'm not usually drawn into these things. I mean, I'll look at them, I'll eat my popcorn and be like, ooh, this is going to be fun. I get really excited. Um, I tell other people to check it out through private message, and it's fun to kind of see what's happening. But this one just really sucked me in. Uh, there was a woman who was comparing certain parenting here to Nazi parenting, like literal World War II Nazi parenting. And I just got really, really angry. Um, thank you, wine. But I think also uh, the fact that I have an Austrian husband, he's the father of my child, and he's a really wonderful father. And Austrian fathers I've met in the city are incredible, incredibly loving and caring. And when people make generalizations, it makes me very um, upset. Don't throw the word Nazi around unless the person actually is one. And there are them around, but don't use that term. And it's this type of thing that just riles me up when people generalize and stereotype. And I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been kind of drawn into this. Uh, but this woman was kind of saying like, you know, history, you don't really understand the history and it repeats yourself. And I was like, hi, I'm a Jew. I think I understand the history. Pretty sure know about the history. And I just, I shouldn't have gotten to that point, but um, I don't think I was inappropriate in any way. Uh, it ended up being deleted, but yeah, I was, I was quite, I was quite annoyed and frustrated, but it's fine. Everything's fine now. Um, and then uh, Monday was actually my day off. So I booked this day off the other week because I was like, I really just need a day of me because every day that I've had off the last few months is because I've been sick and, or, yeah, pretty much because I've been sick. So I just needed a day where I could just wear PJs and chill. And the kid gets on the bus by 6.40. I decided to go for a run just to, you know, justify why I was going to have brownies for breakfast. And the husband decided to put around a little bit. And I was like, so um, what time are you leaving today for work? What Could you give me a ETA on that? And he could tell that I was a little bit twitchy. And he was like, well, I, I don't know, maybe around nine. And I was like, oh, so late. So you're starting, you're starting work late today, huh? And um, I ended up getting a little bit pissed off. And he got a little bit annoyed at me for not wanting him around. And then uh, I was a little dramatic. It's all fine now. But uh, I really, as much as I am an extrovert and I love meeting people, I am also 
so in need of alone time. It's something I crave. So my friend has a term that she says that I don't know where she heard it from, but it's called ambivert. So it's somebody who can be extroverted and introverted. I truly, truly crave alone time. Um, I love to be out. I love to meet people, but then I am, I need my isolation. I really need to decompress. So, uh, it was great to actually have the luxury after the husband left and I just spilled stuff all over thanks to a throw pillow, which we'll talk about in a minute. Okay, I'm back. I was foiled by my own decorative pillow on the bed, which I had actually made a joke about a couple days ago. It kind of fell out from behind me and knocked my wine glass over on the side table, but little spill, it's fine. Foiled. Damn. Anyway, so yeah, Monday, my day off, I decided to just relax, look at my Christmas tree, watch TV. I did a little bit of uh, wrapping of presents for teachers because that evening we had a parent teacher night planned. Um, it was just really nice to relax and not do much, just be on the internet, reading celebrity gossip. And, uh, yeah, it was something I really, really needed. I actually took a nap for an hour and, uh, it was pretty blissful. And then Around 3.30, I decided to head to the center because that was another one of my challenges was to take the day off and then also do a little bit of Christmas shopping without worrying too much about the crowds. It was really funny because it was packed in the center, but the shops were seemingly empty. I also had to look for a sparkly dress because I'm going to a fancy party uh, on Thursday evening. And I looked at Forever 21 and I was in this one area and I was like, oh, this is the kids section. No, that was not the kids section. It's just that teenagers apparently have shrunk uh, since I was a teenager. And I then went into H&M and I found a pair of sparkly red shoes. And I feel like uh, Dorothy. I love them. I'm so excited. So I bought those and I bought kind of a red mesh skirt and a red blouse. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm excited because I think I kind of have an outfit figured out. So it's not a sparkly dress, but I got sparkly shoes. So we're halfway there. Um, after that, I bought some presents for my family back in Canada. So I will be sending that off in a couple of days. Really excited about the gifts I found. I decided, even though I bought some books, I'm not going to send all the books because I do this every year. It's so stupid to uh, mail books uh, to people in Canada because of the weight of them. So I'm learning. Uh, I swear this year is the year of learning to dress warmly and to not ship heavy books. Um, afterwards, then I headed to the third district for the parent teacher meeting. And originally the plan was that we were going to go to this meeting and then the husband and I were going to go to O'Connor's for dinner because it's so rare for us to be able to go out for dinner. And the nanny was like, yeah, no rush. Be home when you have, when you can be home. And just as I was on the way to school, the husband was like, um, I had a tuna pizza at Spar for lunch. I'm not feeling well. I don't know if I can do dinner. So I was like, well, great. Uh, again, <laughs> Last time we were supposed to go out for dinner, both of us were sick. This time he has food poisoning. I don't think we're ever going to go out for dinner again, but maybe maybe in 20 years. So we show up at the school. Our meeting's at 525. We're there a little bit earlier. And one of – so he has – kind of how it works here is uh, he's in school uh, Monday to Friday. So school starts, I think, at 730 and goes till 12. And then at 12, he goes to after – like almost like after-school care – and Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, he stays till 4, just before 4. Tuesdays and Thursdays, he gets on the bus and comes back at 12. 
Now, we had been told that either he could be picked up at 12 or at 4, so we decided only three times a week that he would have such a long day. We didn't want it to be so long of a day, but it seemed that was our only option. So as we're waiting for um, our meeting with the teachers, the kind of after-school provider comes up, and we were like, oh, hi, how was he today? And she was like, not good. And then like a second later, the other provider shows up with a huge bandage on her arm, and we're like, oh, fuck. So our beautiful son had bitten her earlier in the day, and uh, he has bitten in the past, but um, I think I'm just... I move a lot faster than other people, uh, but it had kind of disappeared. We didn't know this was happening again, and I'm a little bit like, why didn't you tell us? And they're lovely people. I think they were just kind of like, well, we're going to try to handle it. But in the future, you know, it's good for us to know so we can see what we can do. So we chatted to them. Then we sat down with the teachers. The teachers were like, he's he's a joy in the mornings, like up until 12, like He's curious, he's loving, he looks at us in the eyes like he's trying to communicate. He's just the sweetest kid. And then the people from the after school thing is like, yeah, he has a rough time. Like, because they have lunch, I think around 1.30, which is quite late. And it's there's like 60 kids in the cafeteria. They have to wait in line. I'm like, he's six and he's autistic. This, I mean, I can't even wait in line. Um, this is hard. And then afterwards, goes upstairs and we also heard from them yesterday that he brings his backpack up to them once in a while because that's his cue to be like yeah I'm ready to go like I, I'd like to go and so we're talking and they just keep going on they're like he's a lovely kid but we're kind of we're overwhelmed and he's overwhelmed and he freaks out a lot and we don't know what to do and so it's kind of back and forth and you know the husband's apologizing about his behavior and then I'm kind of like okay, well, what's the solution then? Like, what are we going to do? What do you need from us to make it better? And they keep talking. I'm like, no, just tell us what you need from us to do. I let's, let's stop beating around the bush. And I think that maybe this is a cultural thing, or maybe I just, I'm, I have a lack of patience nowadays, but I just be like, tell me what you need from me. I, it just drives me nuts. I think maybe cause I don't have as much time as I used to, but it would like, it's great that you guys like him. And I love hearing that, but it's like, just get to the point. And so the point is, <laughs> is that Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, he will still go, but only for two hours and they can pick him up at two with the bus and bring him back home. And I was like, that's a wonderful solution. We're very happy with that. But we weren't told that he could leave at two. We were told it was only four or 12 and they were kind of shocked that that's what we heard. And it's like, again, for me, communication is so key. Just be just communicate and things go so much more smoothly. Um, God, I'm sounding like I'm really ranting, but I think I was just at the point was I'm just saying, tell us what you need from us. We will tell you what we can do on our side. And at the end they were all like, Oh, this is great. I was like, yes, we are, we are trying to help you out and you will try to help us out. And Oh my gosh. And I have to say they're lovely people. They really love him. I could not be happier with the situation, but I think I was just sitting there being like, I, we don't need to discuss this forever. Just tell us what we can do on our side. So really happy to say that we feel like we found a solution, which is amazing. They are really great um, at the school. So I have no complaints about that. Uh, I hope the biting stops. I hope that um, her wound heals. 
I did bring Christmas presents, thank God. Uh, so it was it, it wasn't emotional because this is not our first rodeo. We've dealt with this in the past. I think what was really refreshing was to see how much they really like him and how much they're willing to work with us. And I think they're happy that we're willing to work with them because we do have the luxury of having a nanny. Um, because they were saying, you know, if you both work full time, I said, yeah, but we have a nanny that can help us. So it's really a great situation. So in the end. Uh, you don't want to hear, they, 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 they call him a little vampire sometimes. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's really a great thing, but yeah. So that's the story of the parent teacher night and, uh, fingers crossed. I think we're starting as of tomorrow, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, just before two, he gets picked, picked up. And I think this is going to make a huge difference to him because him staying to four, I knew it was too long. Um, but I'm really happy that this is an alternative that we can try. And then maybe next year, Monday to Friday, we can try for him to stay till two. We'll see what the situation will be. But I'm I'm very positive that we're working all together on this, even though I feel like uh, sometimes pulling teeth to just get to a solution. Um, yeah, so we did not go to O'Connor's. I actually had to text them and be like, yeah, um, my dinner date ate bad tuna. Thanks, though. And they were like, oh, that's too bad. I was like, yeah, I was really, really looking forward to the food because I haven't been there in a long time. But another time, another time. So then uh, that was Monday, and then I was back at work today. Brought all my cookies and brownies. I was the most popular girl on the floor. And afterwards, I met up with a friend, and uh, we met actually just a few months ago because I had contacted his organization about an autism from the hour and then we ended up getting along wonderfully he's uh, from New York and uh, Jewish too so we kind of uh, we hit it off immediately and I had written him the other day and I was like listen let's before Christmas let's like try and meet up for um, a pointer of glue vine so uh, we met we went to Carl's Flats and we had a couple of glue vine which I think hit us both very quickly <laughs> it's a lot of sugar in those and it's cold and you drink them quickly and then I headed home. The kid was great today, so um, that's great. And he's now in bed and hopefully gets another great night's sleep because as soon as he sleeps well, his behavior is so much better, which this is, I mean, this is common. This is like for all of us. Um, what else is coming up? Oh, on Thursday, we're doing a Secret Santa at work, and I already have my present for my, uh, I guess I'm the Secret Santa, so she's my Santee. And speaking of Santas, we're doing a, um, what's it called? A Santa meet and greet for kids with special needs at the Hard Rock Cafe again. That'll be on the 16th at 9. I had a bit of an emergency with um, not having a Santa, but I received quite a few messages this evening. Thank you, everybody who are, you're, you're just awesome and amazing for stepping up. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I'm taking some money from the Fine to pay for it because people should be paid for the work they do. So I'm really, um, I'm really grateful for everybody who wrote me today. There's uh, one guy who most likely can do it. If not, I will be contacting the rest of you. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a bit of a panic. So it's like, we need to have a Santa. I would have uh, made the husband do it, but he's in charge of the kid while I'm in charge of taking care of the event. So also, I don't really want my kid, because uh, he does love Santa. We figured this out last year when he sat in Santa's lap. I really don't want to disturb him any further by sitting on Santa's lap, and it's his father. Um, he might he might judge me. Other than that, yeah, Secret Santa on Thursday, and then afterwards, I'm going to the 
Canadian ambassador's place for a Christmas party, uh, which is very exciting. I adore this residence. I actually did a blog about it the other year because it's, uh, or the, yeah, last year because I tried to research it and it's just, I just love this house. If, if I had a lot of money and it didn't belong to the Canadian government, this would be my dream house. It's just, it's perfection. Um, yeah. And then I think on Saturday, I'm going to a friend's place for a quick Christmas drink and then going to a friend's 40th birthday, which I'm very excited about. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, next week also super busy. There's just a ton of, um, ton of social events coming up, which I allow myself in December to go a little bit nutso because it is, tis the season. I still have to do more of my 24 days of Christmas challenge. A lot of things coming up. I think tomorrow evening the husband's out, so I'm going to be watching Bridget Jones and hopefully drinking eggnog. Um, quick little side note. I can't remember if I talked about it in my last solo podcast, but when I was meeting with family friends last week, they told me a couple of really funny stories. I really hope I'm not repeating this, uh, but my memory is kind of shot. Uh, one of them was kind of talking culturally about, uh, people from Greece and how different they are from Canadians and, um, Canadians, I mean, the term Canadian means we're a whole mixture of cultures and different people, but after you've lived in Canada for a few years, you kind of adapt in the fact that we're very friendly, but we're also very kind of private. And, um, uh, these friends were telling me the story. Oh, actually I, I do remember I did mention it. I'm not going to go into it again because I do remember the story. So the next little story was, God, I'm losing my memory. I think we were talking about, uh, somebody that they knew and they were talking about what it was like living in Vienna, especially in the nineties. And they were saying, you know, they loved it, but a colleague uh, was like, yeah, it's really hard to meet people. And he said a quote that I think really sums up um, kind of friendship culture in Vienna. And I still laugh. And I guess this guy, he was from the States and he was like, you know, Vienna's great, but um, meeting people's really tough because people are issued friends at birth here. And I have to say, I think that's really, really true. You've got your tribe and it's hard to break into that tribe. And a lot of people are friends with people since they've known they were, since they were five years old. So I think friends issued at birth is just the most perfect, um, quote to describe, uh, I guess, long-term friendships here in Vienna. So that's it for, for this episode. I have a lot of interesting, uh, interviews coming up. I will be interviewing uh, the people from um, Supercycle, uh, which is the spinning place that I go to. So stay tuned for that. But that will that will be coming out in the new year. I will be doing a podcast in the new year as well about motivation, about New Year's resolutions, and of course uh, I've got yeah just a ton lined up, and I can't wait to um, keep doing these interviews. And we'll see how next year goes when it comes to balancing it all because it's going to be even crazier next year. I'm on a mission. I'm on a path. So I hope you all have a great evening. I hope you have a great weekend coming up. And I know that Friday is a holiday. It's Maria and Thangness, which I think is the day that Mary got knocked up. And it's generally at work, not a holiday. But as I said, I took the day off because I am taking my dear friend Deborah on a little birthday adventure around Vienna. So I've taken the day off and in the afternoon, we're just going to do a bunch of things that will be fun. 
Uh, I think it will involve drinks, as always, and it's a little birthday celebration. So there will be pictures of that on Instagram and Facebook, so you can always check that out. Again, if you're looking for my Instagram, where you'll be seeing pictures of my challenge for the 24 days, please check out the Operation Tube Top Instagram page. Uh, also, I'm on Twitter. I'm not updating it nearly as much as I should. Uh, otherwise, you can always write to me on Facebook. Uh, comments are always appreciated, uh, especially under the podcast links. That helps me a lot. Uh, if there's something you want me to talk about or if you want somebody you want me to interview somebody, please let me know. I have a, a great lineup still, but I will always be looking for really interesting people and different types of stories in Vienna, as always. So thanks for all the support. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being friends. Thanks for being um, stalkers. <laughs> if you're listening to it privately, it's okay. To, you had, There's no shame in listening to this, hopefully. So again, as always, thank you for everything. And as I always say, Toodles.